This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're talking uh, the 16th episode of the first season of Roswell, uh, an episode called Sexual Healing, which is definitely hands down the horniest episode of Roswell. And I did not prepare Patrick at all and didn't honestly prepare myself for sitting on the phone while watching a show with your friend across town. You can't even make eye contact with him. You don't know. Like, is he uncomfortable with all this horniness? Does he find it sexy? Is it weird that we're watching teenagers slowly undress each other? I mean, all of this we dealt with later on the podcast, but it was a, it was a tough 42 minutes for me. But luckily, the next show we watched was so good. I didn't think about his feelings at all. It was called Good Mother, uh, the third season, the third episode of the second season of Roswell, New Mexico. So much going on. So many storylines going. This show is really good, you guys. What was written on the note Max passed to Liz in science class? Eraser room. Six, period. How far is the radio tower from the crash site? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is a ridiculous question. I don't, I don't know. It seems like a couple of feet, right? <laughs> well, like it's definitely right a few. Yeah, it's like a few feet from where the, the egg is crashed. Yeah, I guess but that I, could yeah. be different. Yeah, very yeah. close. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what highway is the radio tower near? I can't remember. I-42 or something? Yeah, it's definitely 42. Uh, what is a red giant? Uh, that's a star, like, at the end of its life cycle. I'm just really interested in this stuff now. <laughs> Um, what did Michael consider, quote, one of the top three seduction lines in history, unquote? It'll, it'll help me find my home planet. I, Which, I feel like okay. we, we did okay on those. Yeah, I mean, two of the questions were unfairly specific. <laughs> and they're both from, like, the same sentence in yes. the script. Yeah, not fair. Um... There should be, like, who was the horniest? That should be the question. <laughs> and I think it's Liz, but, like, Max is in the mix. Max is definitely in the mix, but the show wants us to, like, adopt Liz's horniness as our own. Because yes. we see a lot of Max skin in this episode. Oh, my God. And it reinforces... I, I, think, I think Max... Jason Barrett plays Max is great. I think that he has chemistry with Liz, all of that. But... Mm -hmm. When they have their shirts off, he looks like a man and she looks like a girl. <laughs> this is correct. He looks like, like he's got a back. Like Yes. Like he works out. Like he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's an actor in his 20s is what it looks like. Whereas yes, correct. I think she plays, like she obviously isn't a teenager, but she plays like she looks, you believe that she's 16. And 100%. when he takes his shirt off, you're like, wait, what? What is happening? <laughs> like, he's going to lift her over his head or something. I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> it's insane how long that scene is where it's oh, just God. the two of them, like the camera getting closer <laughs> and closer to their faces as it just like slowly spins around them or they slowly spin around in the room. It, I think it was more effective for me back in the day in terms of like, like you said, you were supposed to get as horny as Liz. Yes. But I think it's 
maybe I'm just like jaded. And my old age, it's hard to get horny with a teenage girl. Yeah, I mean that's I think like, that's the that's the real problem is that like because so much of the episode takes place in high school, like both mm-hmm. during class periods and like gym class and everything that you're like yeah. You you can start to like project yourself into it too much, and then you're like, I gotta, I need it, <laughs> I need a I second, need I need some distance from this. <laughs> I can't be this attracted to teenagers. It's a no, no go. And yeah, then he takes his shirt off, and no. Um, but yeah, so this episode is uh episode uh I believe fifteen of season one, sexual healing. Sixteen, I believe. Sixteen? Uh, oh shoot. I think so. Okay. You're right. That makes sense. Whatever it is, this is the episode with a lot of making out. Everyone is horny. And and essentially, it's Liz having a sexual awakening. Yes. And... Which in some... Yeah. I I think this is a super fun premise um, that, like, you can staple some, like, sci-fi nonsense onto it if you want, Mm -hmm. but it's just about um a teenage couple that can't keep their goddamn hands off of each other and that that's a compelling premise and like it's funny that there's like some sort of like other stakes attached to it yeah when like you don't even really need them like two teenagers want to get together like that's fun (laughs) that's interesting and i think it's fun too having these two characters who are kind of like straight arrow Yes. Like good students, like all this stuff, and now they're just like so consumed with horniness, they can't focus in class. I mean, Liz like essentially has an orgasm at her chair in her science yeah. class, and then the teacher like calls her out on it. Is like, but you gotta say something. Do, I mean, do you though? Like, everyone's gonna turn around and see Liz <laughs> just like coming in her pants. Like, what are what are you doing? And they very clearly do the full-on mapping exercise of orgasm over these flashes. Yes. With right. Both with Liz and Max, and then also the way Michael and Maria approach it. Um, especially Right, Maria because she's, like, she's faking the vision, right. And yes. that is like an affront to, uh, you know, Michael's masculinity. I think it's that, and then it also leans into, and this, of course, you know, I'm a Michael stan, but mm-hmm. it also, I think, underlines for him that Max can do something he can't do. Sure. Like, I, I think there's a... I, yeah. Yeah. There's, like, a jealousy there. A jealousy and just, like, a, is he the... Because, like, he also, and I think it was the last episode we talked about, like, he can't control his powers as well as Max. So, like, I think he has, like, some, hmm. you know, some jealousy or like uh insecurity i think it's more insecurity than yeah well, jealousy. he also he just certainly doesn't, doesn't like... want to go play monopoly at the evans house every night <laughs> monopoly game sorry right thank you dalmatian <laughs> dog and monopoly game <laughs> See, this is just this is just a michael thing redundant <laughs> redundant nouns yeah if he, noun and then- if he has the most descriptive noun possible he's going to add the most generic pa- noun after it to make sure everyone understands yes he's all about clarity 
Oh, man. But yeah, so I feel like he's got some insecurities. And certainly finding out that Maria was pretending, especially because, and we don't know it. I couldn't tell if you knew because I didn't want to spoil the turn. But Michael is not faking it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I assumed that he was faking it, which, I mean, sure, I guess. I think you're supposed to. Yeah, and I, I guess to, to make the metaphor work, he shouldn't be faking it. He should have the vision you know, like, as soon as they start kissing, get embarrassed and, like, run out of the room. <laughs> I don't think this episode is that interested in the male orgasm. No, that, that's a great point. That is a great There's point. There's very little male orgasm mapping. It's, like, all female sexuality mm-hmm, mapping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. for Max. Like, he's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually don't I don't think they're that... that interested in male sexuality on this episode. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. Um, with the with the weird exception of like the second they uh, find the second uh, Max and Liz find the egg, um, mm-hmm. then they both just uh, cuddle up and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They're like done. Roll over. <laughs> done. Done. Max came. That was it. <laughs> Which, yeah. So they find. Okay, we're I'm we jumped all. Over we're all stuff, we're all over. Really, the place. just like. It's so much watching people make out. Yes, so, so much. So, oh, we forgot. We even said we were talking. We don't even usually plan out topics. We planned out a topic. We haven't even gotten to it. It's oh, the that's first true. scene. The very first scene, uh, Liz and Maria are uh, working at the, uh, the diner, and yes. they drop a bowl of strawberries, which they then they start to- They do not blame uh, Maria for this shit. That was 100% a Liz dropping some strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) But they're picking the strawberries up off the ground. And, uh, uh, you know, I had a second of like, why the hell would there be that many strawberries in a, in a diner? Um, Mm -hmm. And like, oh, you know, maybe you're slicing them up and putting them on like French toast or like waffles or something. Um, And then you mentioned maybe in a good uh, shake, you're going to like garnish it with the strawberry. A strawberry right. shake. Um, but that got us talking about, is the strawberry the sexiest berry? And I think in that it has no competition. Yeah, I mean, I could try to be silly, right? And say berry. Sure. Berry. That's the sexiest berry. <laughs> that, that's, fuck, that is a good answer. Sorry. I didn't think of it before. I don't think I was, like, holding this to just throw at you on the show right i didn't well, think of I, it till now I do, but i feel a little ambushed <laughs> like, <laughs> shit barry white barry manilow That's they're all good answers. not bad barry from the show barry not the sexiest barry he's, no that's true no he's a little psychotic but of berries that are fruit mm-hmm. i think i think we determined and i i'm i have not come up with a better answer Strawberry is the sexiest one. Because honestly, strawberries are right. like tongues. I think that's, that's part of that's it. That's true. And they've got their seeds on the outside. Like, yeah. they're very vulnerable. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to Google yeah. right now a list of berries. So that we Oh, can... I think you're going to Google sexiest berry. No. <laughs> it's going to say berry white, obviously. <laughs> I mean, get, get a load of the competition here. Lingonberry... Cloudberry, no. blackberry, no. blueberry, Maybe. elderberry, no. boysenberry, gooseberry, cranberry. None of these are sexy berries. Are pomegranate pieces berries? Mm, 
I don't know. Okay, so let's let's okay. open it up to the greater question of uh, sexiest fruit. Is there another fruit that beats out the strawberry? Hmm. I mean, I threw out mango when we were talking right. about it earlier. And I still think mango could be in the mix. So I think in the right context, grapes grapes can okay. be a sexy fruit like that yeah. maybe the a little bit of the problem is that grapes are a little like too common and like their association with raisin makes them a little bit too like childish yeah they're not they don't feel like a delicacy now what about like a bing cherry mm, mm. Like, I, like yeah cherry i mean it, you know if you're tying stems and knots with your tongue um but also there's like a pit in there so like i don't know how sexy it can be in a pit. Yeah. So uh, I think I think I think mango is the next best answer. Yeah, I think mango is not a bad answer. I think probably for some people, pineapples somehow like it's spiky and then it's fleshy. But you know me, I do not eat pineapple. Well, so and I'm also just projecting, just... you know, what pineapple people are thinking. I don't really get them. Um, but also, doesn't pineapple make semen taste sweet? I wasn't gonna say that, but yes, that's also a thing. I mean, it's something that we can't think. we can't ignore it in our discussion of which is no. the sexiest fruit. But I don't think that's the that's not the pineapple's fault or responsibility. <laughs> what do you mean? Or credit doesn't get. I don't think the pineapple deserves credit for that. Well, and also, I don't know that making semen sweeter makes it sexier, right? Yeah, because now we're back to like things kids like. Like now, <laughs> like too much sweetness. Yes. This can't. Yes. The most candy, like then we'd say, uh, what are those like peaches that, t- or is it apples that taste like cotton candy? Oh sure, yeah, I think they're just called yeah. cotton candy apples. Cotton candy apples? No, that's not a sexy. That is a kid fruit. That is a kid's fruit. Runts, not a sexy fruit. <laughs> I mean, we could go phallic. Like, are bananas a sexy? No, bananas but aren't. No, sexy. they're not. No, they're like a joke sexy. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh, bananas are are okay. Bananas are the Alex of fruits. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Alex. <laughs> okay, Alex is awkward AF, but mm-hmm. he sees this as a potential opportunity to reapproach Isabel to see if she would like to make out with him. But as he as he lays out his plan. He is laughing at himself, knows yes. that this does this plan does not have a shot in hell. Mm-hmm. Goes through and with he's it anyway. Not cool about it in no, any not way. Because like I feel like Michael and Maria, and they're kind of too cool for school, and that's what gets them sure. into trouble too. But like they are very cool about it. Like he's hanging on the bleachers. She shows up, and she's like. What, do you think, like, they're the only people who can make out with each other and have flashes? And he's like, I don't know. Let's find it. You know, whatever. Like, they're very cool. Alex is no cool. He has no chill. Um, yeah, I mean, th- but he's also, like, he's... I, I feel like there is a, an element of confidence there to it anyway. Like, that maybe maybe isn't chill, but is a little bit cool, right? That he's, like, he's going in, like, he's he's being like hey you know if you want to do this i'm here and available and like i realize i'm making myself 
you know, really like exposed and like vulnerable and like, you can see right through this, but I'm asking you anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think he's cool in the way that like you and I value in humans. Sure. But that's right. not necessarily what like the world thinks is cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a slam. It's just like, but you know, you're right. I think Alex is the one most likely to be friends with us. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like, but yeah, you're right. It takes a certain level of self-awareness. And then I was, I said earlier, but like, uh, Colin Hanks plays all of those layers very mm-hmm. effectively. Totally. Um, and he does, he gets that kiss later. He does get the kiss later. Um, so like, it off. It did. And Isabel gets to be cute. She, I feel like a lot of the last, especially the last few episodes, her role is like reacting to her brothers mm-hmm. or to the guys and so it's nice even though it is in service of this max thing that she's like i'm gonna have a plan and i'm gonna execute it myself and i'm gonna kiss the cute boy who i find charming but also can't really admit that i like um it's cute i like um, alex and his bow. yeah it's cute but i mean y- you are right that like even throughout the rest of this episode isabel doesn't get really like a ton to do like we we were talking during that scene where uh like um they're unpacking the groceries at uh michael's place and um it just uh they leave her to do it like yeah they're just sitting around talking while she unpacks all the groceries and puts them up it's insane yeah um But it also, he, for some reason, the only things that Michael needs in his apartment are crackers, because I saw Mm -hmm. he had some Triscuits. Yes. A a bunch of kinds of cereal. Yes. Like maybe five or six boxes of cereal. And two bottles of syrup. Of different brands. (laughs) Do you think that this is uh, Michael uh, preparing for the quarantine that we all find ourselves in right now? And it's just it's buying possible. a bunch of shelf stable, shelf stable stuff. I think there's a piece of that. I think probably that the prop master had these empty boxes in his kit. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. he just like piece of work. Right. Um and I do I mean it does feel very and this is a weird the fact that they give Michael an apartment and then it pays off so quickly in terms of a plot device. Like, his apartment feels like a college student's apartment throughout the rest of the series. Like, he never either feels like a teenager, which he is, or right. like a grown-up in that place. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the place definitely looks like it. Is, I mean, we, we commented on the, uh, the cabinets with no, with no doors on them, uh, so it's yeah. just like shelving. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like that's a that is a tough look for a kitchen. Yes, especially not like a Martha Stewart. Like if you can, yes, people can beautify that for Pinterest. But if you actually are using it to hold five bottles, five boxes of cereal and two bottles of syrup, it's gonna yeah, look that, sad. That, uh, no, and it does. Not, it looks not, very sad. It looks super sad. <laughs> um, but it does become like a love nest for Max and Liz. Uh. And Isabel and Michael make them feel scared so Max and Liz can 
make out and have the camera circle them for five to ten minutes. But it had Only to be that- a ten-minute scene, right? It was so long. It went on forever. And while watching this, like, with you on the phone, I just, like, started to get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, would this be more comfortable if we were watching? I think we would probably laughed or, like, talked about it. Yeah, but I think but that's it, just evidence that it would have been more uncomfortable. Yeah, it would right? probably be more uncomfortable. It's so a we, weird episode because yeah. it's so, so much. Horny. It's so horny. And not, like, saying anything. Because I feel like Roswell, New Mexico gets horny. But, like, they're at least saying things that are about and to adults. Right. Whereas the horniness that we're watching, like, that horniness Mm -hmm. is in my rear. Like, that's not, I will never encounter that horniness again. Unless I become that mom. Oh, Liz's mother. (laughs) So, Liz's mother... She started the conversation well, I thought. Like, started it well. Where she was like, uh, alright, we need to talk about this. And Liz was like, mom. And she's like, well, if if you don't want to talk, then I just need you to listen. Like, it was another, like, I had that another, like, a uh, an echo of Liz, or of Maria and her mom from, from last mm-hmm. week, where I was like, oh, this is, I like that they're, like, they've got a relationship where they can talk about this stuff, or at yes. least start talking about it. Um, but then it quickly turned into Liz's mom just like uh, infantilizing her and yep. um, like having like a, a pointless conversation with her where like, don't have sex, don't stop being my baby girl. It's like, wait, what? Right. She's like, don't have sex, don't stop being my baby girl. But also, if you're thinking about having sex, talk to me. It's like, what? what why would she ever want to talk to you, mom? Right. When you're leading with don't have sex. Exactly. Which, neither approach I think is necessarily wrong. Mm. But you can't say like, please don't have sex. But also if you're going to, let's talk about it. <laughs> right. Why would Liz want to talk to you about it? Like, you're already awkward as hell. And all she was doing was loudly, loudly, loudly making out in the eraser room. Okay, we got to talk about this. And I'm glad the show brought it up. <laughs> the- when the parents ask, I'm sorry, what is the eraser room? And, like, <laughs> and it's the most mundane answer of it's a room where we clean erasers so the chalk dust doesn't get everywhere. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, it's it's as though someone wrote it into the script that they were like, uh, they make out in the eraser room because it's something they remember from their high yep. school. Uh, and then someone else in the writer's room was like, I'm sorry, does eraser room track for everyone else? And then like half the people in the room were like, I wasn't going to say anything, but no, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, okay, we'll throw one line in there just to explain what the eraser room is. And then someone else is like, wait, so it's not, it's not really anything. We're just being like strange for no reason. Like, yeah, it's specific. I don't know what you want. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the eraser room. It's where you make out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then what's funny too, is like, this is not the first appearance of the eraser room. Cause back yeah. in the heat wave, when Michael and Maria were making out all the time, they were hanging out in the eraser room. Um, did your high school have a notorious makeout spot? What's sad is it probably did, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I feel like I, people made out in different places. Like, I don't think, I mean, like I said, it, it may have, but mm-hmm. I was not privy. I mean, I could tell you places you could go, but like, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there was, like, a go-to... I think, like, theater kids had, like, theater spaces. 
Yeah, the theater kids, I can like, think of a couple different, like, theater spaces, but, like, you know, that's just, like... But we did not have an, we did not have an erase room. There was not a room, because that's the other part, is, like, it is a television show, and it's fine, there's only six characters that we care about. But, like, <laughs> in real life, if there, I know on this show, there's only two people horny at a time, but in real life, with real teenagers, there's way more people horny all the time. It's most of them. Most of them are horny all the time. So, like, what, do they sign out the room? Like, just, I don't know, man. <laughs> the kids have a system worked out. <laughs> they put a sock on the door? Like, I don't. I mean, maybe I don't they know. don't mind being discovered. Maybe. But, like, that probably interrupts your horny time. Mm, that's a good point. I mean, they're, they're also skipping class to make out. Yes, they skip class to make out, and then they're loud, which to me is the funniest part. <laughs> they don't get busted for being in the eraser room. They right. get busted for moaning and groaning and making so much noise that people on the in the hall, I guess, or even in the room next door heard them. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what you got to do is you got to just get off campus then. If you're going to skip class to yeah. make out loudly, you need, you, need to go, you need to go somewhere else. He you has a Jeep. Yes. There's make so out much in room in that Jeep for them to make out. Oh, and that's so much hotter. Yes, and then she has a roof patio. Yeah. Liz. Like, Liz, come on. And your, I guess the only thing with her house is I think her, because her parents own slash run the diner downstairs. Oh, yeah. They're I not think going they anywhere. are home a lot. I don't think she right. gets, like, her house isn't empty during the day. But, like, the Evans house probably is. And, or the Jeep. Yeah, the Jeep. I mean, They should have asked look. for a consultation. When you're <laughs> when you're in high school, you're gonna make out in a lot of cars. That's just all there is to See, it. That just feels normal to me. And also, you don't have to book the car in advance. <laughs> That's right. The reservations Although, for the erase room throw me. Yeah, uh, the uh, hmm. There, there are no uh, like sides or top to that jeep, right? Like we've seen sides and top. All right, then forget purposes. it. Yeah. But he's, on a daily, I don't think he has them. He puts them on. But, like, okay. he has them. I assume they're somewhere in the Jeep. Well, then just a little planning ahead is, you know, that, that, would, that would fix all, all these concerns. What? It's not bad weather. They sleep, they sleep outside later. They could make out outside. Just drive to the desert. Or somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know where else they could make out? So Where's that? I think it's open during the day. The UFO Museum. Where Max oh, works. that's true, though. But you could find a really like secluded corner of that because it's not a particularly well attended museum, right? Certainly not no. during the day on like a Wednesday. Exactly, that's the move. See, they should like make out among fake alien artifacts. That's dope. That's the move right there. All right, so we solved all their horny problems. They found <laughs> an egg. I yeah. I do lump this into my like tough Max section of the season but he's not that bad in this episode i just want to say that to be clear anybody who listened last week and was like what's ryan's problem with him and sexual healing i don't really have a problem with him in this i do think i really think it's charming when he <laughs> tells when my he's telling michael about the flashes and michael's like yeah no like i totally know what those are and max is like you call yourself my friend like you didn't tell me about how cool <laughs> it was to make a girl flash um i like that <laughs> No, that is really cute. And also, like, um, 
I think that is a fun story dynamic of like one couple is doing something that is like uh, sexually adventurous and exciting to them and kind of by proxy to everyone else. And then like the other, the other couple is like, yeah, we can do that too. But then for whatever reason, can't Um, that, uh, that feels very real and very like high school for sure. Yes. Also part of that, the end of, like it, they're kind of annoying throughout the episode, but then the the last scene with Michael and Maria, I think, is a very sweet scene and goes back to I think some of the dynamics they had in Independence Day in terms of like understanding each other and like yeah. honesty with each other. Um, they kind of took a step back for some reason, make out, but then and lie and pretend to have flashes. But then I felt like he showed a level of growth in how he dealt with her feelings. Yes, yes. And He's yeah, not it, always totally. good at other people's feelings. Well, and it, you know, it's it's again like like the the shortcut to Maria's uh, emotions is to be vulnerable with her. Mm-hmm. And like 100%. he's he's like finally willing to engage in that. Yes. Um, also, I just yeah, I I have to tell you, I I have loaded up the uh, the episode of Roswell, New Mexico that we're uh, going to watch in a couple minutes, um, and just like the title card for the season has all of the characters, <laughs> except uh, Max is like kind of half faded out and just like ooh. sort of staring like awkwardly into the middle distance, um, and it's uh, every time I look up from my computer, I see it and it makes me chuckle a little bit. Oh, let's just watch that episode now. I mean, I think we have to. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. All right, I'm gonna stop. Well, they definitely don't have episodes where nothing happens. Uh, yes, I feel like uh, this episode was all all the blood. Right. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of blood, but also. Mm-hmm. Maria finds out about aliens, or at least finds out that Rosa is alive, and that Michael, Max, and Isabel are aliens. Right, and that they've all been keeping a secret from her. Oh, the she's whole time. not happy about the secret part. No, as uh, we have discussed on this show, and as we have discussed in private before, <laughs> you can when you are keeping a secret from just one person in your friend group. When yep. that person finds out, and they will find out because it's the premise of the show, they are going to be disappointed. They're going to be hurt. Yep. Especially if it's like this, where none, none of the people in her life, which really is just Michael and, I mean, Alex, I guess she doesn't, I don't know if she even knows Alex lied to her too, but like Alex, Liz, and Michael, none of those people thought to tell or decided to tell her. She found yeah. out through other means. Like if Michael had like come to her and said, Hey, I have to tell you my secret. I'm sorry. I never told you before. Like that's right. much different than this where she finds out. And then he goes, how much do you know? The <laughs> God, the, how much do you know? It's so bad. Like oh, it's you, never oh. the right answer. Never the no, right question. It, it never is. It's such a bad move. How much do you know? You You should almost never say that unless it's like, uh, you're like catching up on gossip or something like then how much do you know yes okay? you can say it coy like well how much do you know because right. but again you have to be willing to spill everything of course 
Oh. oh man okay but that's just one of many plot lines i would say the primary plot line is isabel she's continuing to hurt herself with the medicine with the the alien killer serum right which in order to cause yeah. an abortion yes that she is going to get herself sick to the like brink of dying hopefully killing the alien inside her and then giving herself the antidote however problem problem uh, it causes so much bleeding and she is just seemingly her legs have been removed and replaced with blood that is it it was really rough like i mean it was a like you did call this the blood episode but i feel like that image of her laying like the first shot where we see her legs and then later her laying there lifeless yeah yeah, it's pretty affecting um totally and in terms of like a real world analog i'm with the show on what it's doing i still think she should have turkey bastered it i think she could have gone more direct with this poison to the uterus it's just just so strange to see her shooting it into her mouth yeah like that part i mean but again this is isabel she's not one of the science there are many scientists on the show and doctors she's not one including including one who she is currently in like a secret league of someone who answers the phone secret lab right so funny. someone who is studying alien biology specifically and is a woman like why and don't you prob- go and is definitely pro-choice like you know that liz would not hesitate a second to help her with this no of course if not. she had asked her um but she doesn't and that's i mean i think that's also part of this right is that isabel finding the strength within, within herself but also recognizing mm-hmm. how dangerous it was and how she really almost died because yeah. she well, yeah. isolated from everyone. Well, and because she thought that she could like outthink it, that she could like be clever yes. enough to figure it out, which like, I think the show is still trying to uh, like assert that she is clever enough to get through most stuff. Like when the, yeah. what is What is this uh, sheriff character's name? Valenti. Valenti, when when uh, when she comes to the door and is like trying to uh, like nail her on like the yes. more mysterious circumstances surrounding Noah's death, um, like Isabel has this like quick deterrent answer mm-hmm. of like, oh those uh, those ligature marks on his wrist, uh, freaky sex stuff, you know, yep. oops, got me. Um, so she like, also is ba- mm-hmm. badass enough. She vomits in a plant at the table. Okay. And then keeps being interviewed. <laughs> and doesn't move the plant anywhere. <laughs> that's just going to smell terrible, you realize. So disgusting. Also, um, guess what? That's not good for the plant. No, but people do it in TV and movies all the time. People vomit in plants. People do do it in movies and TV all the time. Um, I, I used to work for a place that uh, uh, did plant like plants for offices and office lobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sold them or leased them and then also uh, took care of them. Um, and it's not a problem in offices, but every now and then when uh, we would do plants in people's homes, occasionally they would get pissed in. Occasionally okay. they would get pissed in. Um, that does happen. Um, but almost never vomit. Like, in real life, I think people are a lot better about uh, making it to the bathroom, making it to a garbage can, 
or not even considering that a plant is a place where you could vomit. Yeah, I because a plant is just a non-starter. Like, yes, garbage can, sure. Because I I have a and not to be gross, but we're talking about it. I we're, have a very and my whole life, starting as long as I can remember, I have a very short uh, warning system. Yeah, like a late warning system. So mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it was a real drag for my parents because if I got sick, I would vomit everywhere. Right. And then I was a sick kid, and so my parents had to clean it up. Right. Because um, <laughs> you don't like as an adult, I have to clean it up. But like when you're a kid, no one makes their kid clean up their vomit. I mean, no. at least not in our house. So like it was a big problem. <laughs> it was not a big problem, but like I remember, and my mom has told the story multiple times to me. But apparently, we had just we were about to move, so we were trying to sell the house, and so we had just gotten fresh carpet everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I apparently just like vomited all over the fresh carpet, like the f- whatever, right before they were trying to stage the house. But I was a kid; I had no control. Yeah. No, and it's well, yeah. And even now, my warning system is short. But yeah, sinks, yes, trash yeah. cans, yeah. Honestly, any fine. receptacle. Yeah, but it has to be a receptacle that you can fine. outside the. Oh my god, concrete. Uh, because I, I would puke on a. Well, not on the plant, but I would puke on the ground outside, I guess. Like, that would be a safe place. Yeah, or, like, in the grass or something. Like, that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, in a potted plant, you can't – there's, like, no good way to clean that out. No, you might as well throw the plant out. Is the plant going to grow vomit things? Yeah, I'm looking around my apartment. There are – I am very close to a plant, but there are at least – 10 receptacles i would choose before the plant and honestly the floor over the plant yeah i think i could clean the floor easier no problem what are you gonna do with some vomity like dirt in the bottom of a pot i mean honestly i think it would be trash i I don't see how i keep that in the house um but you know what isabel's badass she doesn't need it and honestly her plan does work again like i said i think a turkey baster would have been a more efficient use of that poison yeah but she went for in the mouth um well and so uh, help me help me uh make sure i i understand what actually happened here because yes. like liz explains it but i'm not totally sure i follow um isabel is saved or at least she is somehow made stronger because she has a psychic link to max who is still half alive somewhere I don't believe that's it. I think what it is, and the, yeah. what's weird is there's a coincidence because throughout this episode, Isabel is also imagining Max is talking to her. Yes. That I don't. I believe that is still a figment of her imagination. But okay. Max, as we know, can appear to Rosa, and mm-hmm. he's been getting stronger because Michael's yeah doing fidgeting with him, so he is able to feel that Isabel is in trouble. And goes to Rosa and says, help Isabel. And that's how Liz finds out that Isabel's okay, in trouble. That, that was the connection. I think that's what she's saying. I don't think they're saying either that Isabel drew strength from Max or that the Max she talks to all episode is actual Max. Because when we see actual Max or spirit Max or whatever, yeah, talking like to Rosa, zombie he's yeah. zombie Max. And Rosa has no reason to picture him any worse or better than he is. Yeah, that's like a great point. Isabel is look, you know, her fantasy Max is a very idealized. It was from a really happy moment in their lives when she got married and he's 
looking handsome he's, hair yeah he's dressed in a tuxedo like mm-hmm. she's projecting like her favorite max or whatever but but i feel like when we see the one talking to rosa i think we're supposed to think that's where max is actually at it is interesting that the show gives us like two different versions of spirit max mm-hmm. um in this and i it's probably just like a, a function of like uh you know we like the actor and we like the character and like his you know but it it does feel like uh um like a a thing that's happening out of convenience or out of like the fact that it is a tv show and like yeah it's like he's he's a regular yeah he's on contract i feel like the rosa stuff in its own way feels more earned than the Isabel stuff. I mean, I needed, I wanted to spend more time with Isabel. Mm -hmm. And if the only way we could do that is have her talk to herself. Yeah. But like, could she have adopted a dog? I don't know. You know (laughs) what? It's, (laughs) it's almost a perfect parallel to um, the rise of Skywalker. Right. Because Mm -hmm. like um, one of the uh, like visions from from beyond the grave makes sense. And the other one doesn't. But the one yeah. that doesn't make any sense, Han Solo, um, is the more affecting moment in the movie. Yeah, uh, it's true. Like Han Solo or make, er, uh, Luke Skywalker makes sense to see his Force Ghost later, but like that shit's kind of squandered at like you know uh, making a joke at Last Jedi's expense. Um, Which is and so then dumb. so dumb, <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> but like. Uh, yeah, like it, it's it's like a, a similar vibe here, where like it doesn't totally make sense that Isabel gets to talk to um, Max throughout the episode, but it is uh, like narratively effective or like emotionally effective. Mm-hmm. And like you said, forgive like, and part of why I feel like you can forgive the Han moment. Yeah. In, uh, sorry, Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker is because yeah. you know that there's other. there's other non-narrative reasons why that had to be the way it is right that it it can't be leia (laughs) like you have to make this logical leap and then you're like okay well this you know you're like okay harrison ford thank you for showing up this is great but it's not (laughs) whereas all things equal it doesn't work as much and i think yeah because we know that this is a tv show and because he's you know the you know star of the tv show Right, exactly. They can make it do whatever they want. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I okay. I don't want the spirit Max that we saw with Isabel today to turn out to be actual Max, because it almost mm, like works okay. too well as spirit Max as like a a projection of Isabel. Yeah, but I wouldn't sure. mind Michael's version of that. Like, if we have to do throughout the season before, uh, hopefully Max will come back to life. But until Max comes back to life, if you know each of the characters even maria has an episode where max keeps hanging around and she's like we barely know each other (laughs) like acting totally out of character (laughs) yeah he's just like he's like grumpy and and he's his sheriff badge is like seven inches long or something he's just like hey like i i could do with that (laughs) all she knows about him (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm an alien i know that would be good that would be good um but no the so we have Isabel, mm-hmm. and then we have Liz and oh shoot, my brain just emptied. Uh, Liz and uh, the old. Yeah, I want to the... call her Charity, but that's not her name. Cameron. Okay. Sorry. 
Cameron and Liz hanging out, shooting guns. Mm-hmm. Hanging out at the wine. lab. Hanging out at the secret lab. Mm-hmm. Shooting guns. Bonding. Uh, I was hoping yeah. more would happen when Cameron came back to town. But maybe there's more to uh, to see of her this season. Yeah, it's... I mean, there not much has happened yet other than just she and Liz bonding. Which is nice because, like... I feel like the show so far this season has just been pairing Liz up with uh, Rosa, who, right. like, I love their sister relationship, and I could, like, watch that as, like, its own show. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, um, it almost threatens to take them away from, like, the alien drama and just, like, yes. deal with this, like, uh, time-shifted sister drama. Um, so it's cool that Cameron is there to kind of, like, drag her back in, and then they can both, like, have their... Um, you know, we're we're smart in different ways and we're dumb in different ways. I thought that yeah. we're dumb, we're dumb in different ways. I thought that was like really cute and insightful. Yes. Um. Yeah. And I just like their different experiences. Um. Of Max. Um. And like the story that Liz tells about uh, Max trying to in- impress her with his Spanish. Yeah. Um. I thought was awesome and it was also obviously a thing that like Cameron couldn't relate to. Um, right. I don't know. It was just a, the the whole thing worked for me. I also really like, and they did this in the first season too, but how mature they all are about all this. Like, yes. there's no jealousy. There's no baloney. It's not a love triangle. It's like, Cameron's like, yeah, I was getting this out of my relationship with Max. I, It was worth it. And then by the time I had a chance to like feel like I had to make a choice, the choice was already mm-hmm. made because he's deeply in love with you. So that's just what, it, like, and she really isn't bitter about it. <laughs> No, she's really not. <laughs> she's and honestly, because she wanted a simple Max, and Max in love is not simple. This is what we know. No, no, he's a pretty uh, boy. She likes someone to make breakfast. I'm like, oh, don't hang out too much with Michael because he makes <laughs> omelets. Yeah, yeah, weird omelet synergy between the two shows. Well, um, I, I mean, it's one episode. Could it be an Easter egg? Mmm, an egg because- you say. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, right before Easter. Um, it could I feel like it could be a reference because then he also talks about his foster, his like abusive foster yeah, dad. True. So theoretically, someone on I think at least some of the writing staff has watched all of Original Roswell. Well, and not just the writing staff, but the casting staff as hey. well. Let's get to it. Oh. Well, I feel like this is just the beginning. I'm so intrigued. I don't know what's going to happen. But we have flashbacks of Michael's mother on the night of the crash. 1947. 1947. Michael's mother wearing so much glittery highlighter on her face. <laughs> so much. So all of it. Yes. And all the bad guys, all the bad guys, the humans, <laughs> all the <laughs> the sheriff and his whole crew and the military and their whole crew, which is. I believe Alex's grandfather and Kyle's yeah, grandfather mm-hmm. um, are aiming guns at her. And then she's like, oh, and so they put their guns down. But then she uses powers she to uses knock them over. She uses her canary cry. And to... then someone walks, mm-hmm. up to her, uh, walks up to her. We didn't see this person's face. Walks up to her in similar. They're all wearing these very gauzy white cardigan like jumper hooded cardigans yeah. with white pants um if the show was more popular that's what i'd wear for halloween for sure uh, <laughs> but i don't think anyone would recognize me but yeah so 
some guy, I think it's it's implied it's a guy. I guess we don't know for sure who is, but a figure walks over, lifts his hand, and fries Valenti alive. Yeah. It's Just cool waste. looking. It's really, really cool. <laughs> Lights the really ground cool. on fire. It's amazing. I want to mm-hmm. see that guy. I hope it's, I guess it doesn't matter if it's a reveal, but I hope we get to see more of that character. Um, yeah, me too. Because one of the aliens is angry, and I love it. I mean, I, I suspect it, it has to be a reveal, though, because we don't see the character's face. Right? That's what I was thinking, too, but then there's only a few people it could be. Well, or so you think, because, like, a, a couple seconds later, the show starts to suggest, like, something else, right? With, with like, the big sort of reveal of this episode, which I think you were just about, well, you were just walking towards now. You mean the ultimate connection between our two shows that makes this podcast make even more sense? Yes. The reveal that Jason Bear is playing a character in the 1947 world? He yeah. is a he's a soldier. His name is Tagger, I believe. Trip, I think. Trip? You're right. It's Trip. Yeah. But Trip <laughs> is just a nickname, they say. Yes. Um, and he is able to... First, he he has a mo. They make eye contact. They have like a little moment, but then she escapes. She knocks him over and escapes. Right, and then later we find out that he has like a second moment, right? Where he's well, like, and um, that moment is when he's like, mm-hmm. we had a little moment before, and he puts down his weapons and he's like, I'm a medic. You know, I can help you. Exactly, and then he grabs her. Right. And I and went, then, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, because at first, I mean, and I think it was on purpose, but at first they really, at least for me, set me up to think, oh, this guy is going to have a romance with her. Well, and like how cool of a reversal would it be to have the original Max play a human in a romantic relationship with an alien? That, I still, yes, that would have been great. I want that. I want that. I, I mean, I don't think it's, ha- I don't, I think maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll be a tortured one. Yeah, maybe. We There's so much more story that we have not seen because another alien comes out and she kills a guy, at least yeah. one guy, with she's her canary. She's the one, she like screams. She's the canary ah! caller, you're right. She kills a bunch of people. And then we find out that, and then she gets shot in the chest, chiller mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. She gets thrown into the front of the truck. We see that the back of the truck has a bunch of egg pods in it bunch with, of them but with children mm-hmm. um and trip writes in his diary or i guess his journal whatever you call the journal you do your military diary yeah like a debrief or like his report or in his something. report because yeah. at least in television those reports are always very casual they always sound like dialogue <laughs> but he's like there were children in there. They were babies. And a mom protects her babies. It's like, all right. And I know trip. what it looks like when a mom protects her babies. <laughs> it's all right, Trip. Settle down. Right, um, but no, I'm so excited he's in this show. I'm so excited to have a whole nother storyline that we don't. I mean, there, I have some ideas of some things, but I mean, well, one so of them yeah. is that. Maria's grandfather and grandmother are Smash Williams and Michael's mom. <laughs> I hope okay. that's not true. Okay. <laughs> well, so here's here's the thing. 
um, is that the the show is obviously uh, like cloaking the identity of this bad alien who can light the ground on fire, right? Yes. Um, and it is it is also very knowing about the fact that it casts the original Max as this trip guy because yes. it is like the stinger at the end of like the the teaser before the um, like title sequence, right? Totally. Um, and it is a reveal. Like we pan up and we see his face, mm-hmm. and there's a music sting, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, it's it's uh, it's original <laughs> Max." Yes. Um, it makes me wonder if there's any chance that the hooded alien, cloaked alien, is another actor from the original series. That would be amazing. If it is, I I honestly hope I don't know until I see it. If it's yeah. Colin Hanks, I will flip my shit oh my and I will God. be so happy. Oh my God, if it's Colin Hanks. <laughs> it would be amazing. I would die happy. I don't know if it's like Liz. keep that a secret. I mean, they kept this one. As, I mean, I will admit, because mm-hmm. I told you, I was spoiled this morning. And it's my fault because I follow, like, the costumer. I follow the showrunner. I follow most of the writers of the show <laughs> on Twitter. Like, I put myself in this position. Right, but right. I was spoiled this morning for last night's episode because we're recording this on Tuesday night. So, but that's not the, sh- the show kept it a secret perfectly from me. Up yes. at, like, if I had watched it when it aired, which is what I'm probably supposed to do as a fan. I would not have been spoiled. So it's no one else's fault but my own that I delayed my viewing. And so I knew that he would appear. I didn't know what he would appear as or what he would do. Um, right. It's just that Colin Hanks is a, an appreciably bigger star. Right? Yes, but I don't. But he's not such a star that I know every movie he's going to be. It's not. He's not like Tom Cruise, where every movie he's in is a franchise. Everything he does is a right, variety story. Right. But I'm I just guess saying, I, he could yeah. work on something I wouldn't know. He's like he could do a guest star on The Flash, and I don't think I would know before it aired. Yeah, I mean that that is that is a good point, but it could still be just like if uh, Catherine Heigl were going to be on the show. Like, oh, we, we, we no, would that's know about what that I wanted to be. That would <gasps> <laughs> she could be that the be evil alien. Cool. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be so cool, and you'd really only need like one episode with yeah. it where she's it we could just have her burning stuff oh now i really want to see katherine heigl oh man i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, i've hyped i've built this up too much now because it's not gonna be either one of them i think what it's the only thing i don't want it to be i think Mm -hmm. is noah because i feel like it would be retconning what we know of how the crash worked for him because like as we were told yeah he was in steerage he was he had a broken pod when he landed like he was not part of that crew. So I don't yeah, I would be well, bummed out if it was like, oh, it's the same evil alien that we've been dealing with. That would kind of like be disappointing, yeah. I think. And I mean, I think that that would be also just like a, a super disappointing reveal. Like, hey, remember that character you thought was evil? He was. <laughs> yeah, he was even evil oh, okay. before you knew he was evil. All right, great. Uh but okay, so this truck has a bunch of eggs in the back. Has mm-hmm. one woman shot in the shoulder, one alien woman shot in the shoulder, other aliens shot in the gut. It's not looking good for either of them. No, not good. They find a farmhouse in the middle of the desert. And yep. who lives in that farmhouse? A dude. His name's, in real life, I believe, is Gaius Charles. In my heart, he is Smash Williams from Friday Night Lights. Mm. I don't think 
we know his character name in this show. That's why I think he could be Grandpa DeLuca. Got it. Got it. That's my hypothesis, but I don't know spoilers. I don't want to know until we know. And the reason I am projecting a romantic relationship with him and Michael's mom is that we see a picture of him and Michael's mom and a little boy, I think. Wait, when do we see that picture? There's a newspaper article that uh, Michael finds in the microfiche. Oh, that's right. And there's a person, I think it's a little boy, between... Now, it's only been one year since she landed, so it's it couldn't be there. If it is a child, it couldn't be their child or anything. I mean, unless they, you know, pop a man. Age weird or one of the pod. Yeah, I guess yeah, it could exactly. be a pod kid. Um, Michael's brother. Oh, my God. If Michael ends up having a brother who's like 70 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love it. You know what? This show could do anything. I would love it. Yeah, well, and because uh, the the show is even uh, at this point in the series talking about like, oh yeah, weird time shifted sibling relationships, like that's yeah. a thing that we have on the brain. So like, mm-hmm. possible, possible, totally possible. I kind of like it. All right, but we don't know what's going on except no, that we... we do know she get we know Michael's mom gets a name at some point, mm-hmm. and that she lives outside of the military for about like 14 months right and then is back in like alien torture prison mm-hmm. and she's real beat up when she gets into alien torture prison because we so saw that picture up. so and now we know and and she posed she's showed up at a farmer's house and then there's a picture of her and that farmer in the paper two days so get, before she's yeah. arrested so we got which a i feel like that go. just means trip sees the paper i hope it's not that simple but it could be. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the idea that, that that we've been introduced to, like, a new character that we need to follow in, like, the 1940s is very interesting to me. A hundred percent. Do you think it's possible we do, like, a whole episode in 1947? I hope so. That would be so rad. I love that shit. I love it yeah. when a show like introduces like, oh, by the way, there's also this like other point of interest in, in the show's history. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tease it. We're going to tease it. We're going to tease it. Now we're just there. I love that shit. And part of me kind of doesn't hope that Maria, that Maria's mom, Mimi, is, I hope she isn't super involved in this because I would also just like a Mimi episode. Yeah, what, totally. Like, when did she start to be a, like, was she abducted by aliens? Was Maria 10 at the time? That's fine. I don't care. We don't need to spend time. You know, like, let's go back. Let's figure it out. I think there's a lot to be explored. And then, of course, you know the episode I want. And sorry, spoilers for the OG Roswell never did it. I want a fully off-planet episode. Oh, hell yeah. I know it would be breaking the rules, and maybe they have to wait for, like, the fifth season or something. But, like, future past, I don't care. Let's go off-planet. Yeah. Like. Like, let's do a escape to Krypton. Let's do a Krypton episode. Like, yeah, what's going yes. on on your planet? Got to do a Krypton episode. Right? <laughs> um, um, but, okay, we, so when uh, Maria is talking to Mimi, like, in, in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mimi makes it clear that she uh, doesn't think that she's been gone for a month. She thinks she's been gone for, like, an evening. Right? That's what she says. But then she also goes back to be like, I was fine. I was taken care of. They, no one hurt me. See, I wonder if 
I wonder if this show is uh, like leading us towards time travel. Time travel would be awesome. I we the last time we dealt with lost time, it was an alien taking over your body. Mm. Yeah, that's that, I'm not yeah, trying to Occam's razor it, but right. I think it's possible that an that an alien is just taking over a body somehow. Um, but. Yeah, but it's just as as we're really learning as we're learning about 1947. Well, and also think of all the parents. I know that you people have eight babies at different ages, but compare how Ms. DeLuca looks to how Liz's dad looks to how Kyle's mom looks, who is the sheriff that we see in this episode. Like, right? If you told me she skipped a bunch of years and that's how she looks so young, I could believe it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if she's jumping to the future. She's just like, yeah. She's just skipping years. She's altogether. very fresh. She is yeah. very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, this episode was really good. I feel like last episode, and we felt it was like it slowed down a little. Yeah. Well, and this and one is still back. a little slower than the. Um, oh my goodness. Than that. We introduced a whole new sto- timeline. We <laughs> have Maria finds out the secret. Liz finds out Rosa's been drinking. Isabel almost dies from a self-induced abortion. <laughs> what more do you want, Patrick? No, you're right. You're right. A lot happened. Oh. Um, I, I do think uh, the show is getting a little uh, haphazard with uh, Rosa and her drinking. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, you know, it starts off with her, like, uh, you know, spiking her coffee. And then, like, uh, she tosses it out. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. so she is fighting like i don't know it, it seems to be like kind of waffling back and forth between like um oh no it's it's not something we're going to address and like oh no it is something that's going to be like central to the character yeah um, i don't get it's a weird move or i wonder if there was a scene we missed right because we have mm. her pour her whiskey into her coffee yes then her sister gives her all the art supplies then she throws her whiskey in the trash then we see her going to get alcohol at the uh, the Wild Pony. So, like, was there a scene where she tried to paint and Max showed up? Was that, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What got her... Yeah, you're right, because we have this whole point of her throwing out her whiskey. And I thought we were going to see her paint something. Or, like, she was going to be like, I'm going to try to be... Do art instead of uh, drugs. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just weird that but, she would pour out the whiskey coffee. Like, if... If she had just gotten to the end of her coffee and then, like, went for the whiskey bottle, realized it was empty, and then, like, made her way to the wild pony. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like there's yeah, a that's all we piece needed. missing. Yeah. Well, because she didn't empty the whiskey bottle. Right. So, like, what, how did she get out of – how did she need to go to the wild pony again? So it was just, like, a weird – but, like, that it just makes me wonder if there was a beat of that Yeah, that we just Story didn't that we mm-hmm. didn't see. Or if it was like Rosa, the actress, like uh, improvised the pouring out the coffee and it just kind of looked cool. So they were like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll keep it. Um, Speaking of scenes that we maybe missed, um, Maria mentions that Michael is uh, staying in her parking lot or something. Mm -hmm. What what does she say that's like vaguely euphemistic, but like also too much of a stretch to not be gross? I think she's just like he's been st- he's been parking in my lot or something. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's that, and because uh, Isabel's like, "Hey, you guys shacked up together." 
<sighs> Isabel's so rude. Um, <laughs> she's going through a lot. Yeah, and they are kind of shacked up together, so she's also not <laughs> wrong. Um, but that's when Michael makes omelet, and he's he and Maria are being very cute. Yes. Should have known things were going to go downhill. Right, because Michael I was cannot be happy. going to try to have sex with Alex at the end of the episode, and I was like, I can't with this. Please <laughs> do not do that right now. Oh, boy. But no, they're trying to be friends in the bed, but they're not that good. Right. Also, well, Alex is trying yeah. to play his father. I don't know if his father believes him, but he's trying to play his father and let his father think that he has turned against aliens. Yeah, that was a weird scene, too, in that uh, Alex's dad keeps, like, as Alex is lying to him, mm-hmm. right, trying to be like, no, I'm on your side, yep. um, he, keeps hit, he keeps hitting that morphine button. Is that meant to be, like, uh, that he's letting his guard down or that he is, uh, like, drugging himself so he can get through what he knows is a, a lie? Like, I don't... Maybe I don't it's. Know, yeah, I, I feel like there. it feels like a middle scene, right? And I thought maybe it was that we we're gonna find out the morphine was poison. Ooh, because okay. Alex makes such a point of handing him the thing and yeah. saying this is for your morphine, and yeah, he's like, and yeah, he's yeah, like, I know, I know, I know. What you, yeah. Which is like, oh, because you're a soldier, you know how it morphine works in hospitals. What are you talking about, sir? <laughs> um, but he's a jerk. Uh. So then I thought maybe he was poisoning his father, but then maybe we're being set up for a opiate dependence story, which would certainly probably make him more easy to manipulate. Yeah. Well, and and also like does a good job of then like, you know, bringing up another avenue of like current event that the show can explore. Yes. Um, uh, You know, I mean, we uh, maybe blew past it just a little bit, but like, um, the show is very interested in uh, Isabel's uh, like self-abortion and uh, mm-hmm. like her access to um, you know reproductive health care and abortions uh, in New Mexico and specifically yeah. in Roswell. Um, she even mentions like there's not even a battered women's shelter yep. or you know whatever. Um, so like you know the the show continues to uh, very intentionally trade in. Um, like hot button uh, political and social justice issues. Uh, so I wonder if, uh, like, I think that uh, opioid uh, thing is is well observed and could be another thing that they're going after. Yeah, and I think it could open some story talent story uh, possibilities too. Yeah, uh, both from like yeah, telling a an honest story about addiction, but also um, putting. Uh, Army sergeant, I can't remember his title. He's got a title. Maine. Yeah, I, I <laughs> bad dad. Uh, putting bad dad in like a more vulnerable position because if yes. he is a known drug addict, he'll have a different. Uh, the military is gonna, you know, he'll his authority will be shifted and could be interesting and give Alex some leverage. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. They definitely wanted us to know he's drip, drip, dripping, and. But maybe he believes his son. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not clear. I do. I, I got to say, watching these two shows back to back, it is like a relief to um, shift from like very what is a very teenage concern. Right. Yes. Of just being so horny. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and your parents get mad at you. You're so horny. 
Look, look, you're so horny that mom's mad. Like, yep. that's, that's a real you're problem. You're so we horny all that your teacher gives you detention. <laughs> um, and then, like, coming over to this show, which is like, uh, you know, abortion rights are uh, mm-hmm. restricted in the town I live in. Uh, or, you know, just uh, here are two people who share a common ex boyfriend. Like, you know, shit and are dealing with it like adults. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's very cool to, uh, like just, <laughs> I, it, it's fun to watch these shows back to back and then like, just have the concerns mature, um, from one hour to the next. A hundred percent. And I feel like one of the things, and I, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think this episode, again, everyone's super horny, so it's weird on, on Roswell, but like <laughs> one of the central pieces of both shows is this idea that Max and Liz have like a soulmate love, whatever, however you want to describe it. Like they have, they love each other in this like storybook way. Yeah. Um, But the adult show deals with that. Like adults, like they don't immediately get together, even though it's a horrible idea and he murdered her sister. Like they don't just forgive each other. They, you know, Liz is allowed to feel conflicted about, you know, how can I be happy that Rosa is here when it means that I lost my, the love of my Mm -hmm. you know my boyfriend and also how can i even know what i would do if my boyfriend gave me the choice because these are two real things and i'm not going to shy away from the conflict there um and so it's like it almost makes the other show less silly and you know i love roswell but like it just it like i'm like okay but this is like a grounded version even though this version is also about aliens and (laughs) Yeah, but it, it does it it it, ta- it definitely does take like a less uh, like fairy tale romance approach to um their their story specifically. Mm-hmm. Max and Liz. I think it's interesting like in that light to consider that well, um Isabel and Rosa are having visions of Max. Um Liz thus far is not. Um Yeah. And I think that that like, you know, I I like I like your idea of like let's see other people um and their visions of max as his like you know psychic echo whatever is like bouncing mm-hmm. around uh the the city um but if we never see liz's version of that that'd be fucking awesome yes i think i think that would be and this end it would be completely in character for her totally to because to, she yeah she cares about what's real what she can touch and what she can cre- make happen herself right like it, it wouldn't be escapism for her like unless maybe she was about to die but I don't think she would choose to retreat into that fantasy. Well, and it's especially when like, if everyone else is requiring fantasy to have him back, what mm-hmm. she is relying on is like the science and the tangible shit to bring him back. Yeah. No, I, I love this Liz. She's great. Yeah, this Liz is great. This and Liz the show's, is great. The show's so, good. Look, show's <laughs> look, good. look, man, the show's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's it. It's a good show. Um, Hey, have a great week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.